Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So I very nearly had my very first drink of alcohol this weekend by accident. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Um, And this this is to show you all, this is a great example of truly how brain dead I am at this point in my life. So we were hanging out at a friend's. They uh, were were cooking the turkey in in the back on the porch. And they're like, let's go sit out around the... The, the turkey cooking in the thingy and whatever. And we're like, yeah, great. So Jesse says, oh, I'm, I'm going to run out to the car. I got to get my jacket. It's a little cold. Um, will, you, will you grab my beer off of the table and take it out there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll grab it. So she goes out the front. I grab her beer and go out the back. Now, I need you to understand, I had just finished a can of Starry and thrown it away. I had accomplished the drink, disposed of the detritus, and moved on from this. <laughs> But in the 90 seconds it took me to grab her beer, walk to the back at the top of the stairs and stand there for a moment, taking in the view, I had forgotten I had finished the story, (laughs) gotten thirsty, and took a sip from the can in my hand. (laughs) I was waiting for like, and the worst part is that the beer was in a big chilled glass mug. (laughs) (laughs) I think for Tass, the worst part was that it was a coffee flavored beer. Yes, oh. which I oh. hate beer, hate coffee. Well, I hate the smell of beer. I, now I know for sure I hate beer. Uh, it got. It was like a. I'm gonna say all of half a half a sip in my mouth, and there was that moment of, do I just commit? <laughs> do I follow through and then you know vomit or something in front of all my friends, or do I just lean over and spit this out onto the porch? Onto the just kind of <laughs> subtly try to spit it back into the can. Oh God, no! I panicked and I just immediately just leaned over and went, just opened my mouth. <laughs> he just leaned over like one of those drinking ducks, like <laughs> <laughs> just went what? Bent at the waist. <laughs> opened his mouth. <laughs> Didn't even spit, just ha. Yeah. That to, muscle memory. Uh, I was like, oh God, what's what's going on? Are you okay? Did something <laughs> land in your Coke? <laughs> it's like, nope. I, I just immediately said, 
This is Jesse's beer, not my story. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, terrible. It was so embarrassing. I feel so stupid. So sorry about your porch, Mike. What was great was that he like made a puddle. And so <laughs> all the rest of the time while they're making the turkey, every now and then someone would turn and look and be like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Having forgotten, and then we would all relive it together. <laughs> and it just kept happening because there was this little brown puddle on the oh. corner of his deck. <laughs> Not the normal kind of brown puddle that Tass tends to leave. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> No, that one everybody's, we're on board there, but this was new. We're on oh. board? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was on the deck. They were. It was on boards. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like the extra worst part of that is when you are drinking something and you're like used to the flavor and then you take something else and it's nothing like what you've been experiencing. Uh-huh. I did when that you drink once. an unexpected drink, yeah. <laughs> I did that once. It wasn't a drink, but I had... Uh, like I would go to fast food restaurants in high school and just order two random things off the menu, like whatever I felt like at that time. Mm. There's no structure. So I had <laughs> <laughs> I had a dish of lemon ice from Culver's and a thing of warm mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, you, you eat them both with a spoon and they look fairly similar and I was talking to a friend and I thought I was getting a delicious lemon flavored ice treat and then it was just warm mashed potatoes. (laughs) That was the wrong bowl of white that you had been from. Yeah and I was like (laughs) I think in along those lines too of like unexpected flavor I don't know that Jake has had this experience but I think Tass and I have to recant a previous statement that all turkey tastes like napkins. Yay! Oh my god. Oh my gosh, reconverted? I well, converted is a strong yeah. word because unless unless Mike can somehow transform all of the turkeys of the world into what he had accomplished, then yeah, then no, I'm not converted. But it was a good uh it was a good round. Yeah, he air fried it, I think. Yeah, he did this infusion thing. I I can't explain. Yeah, it. it was it was stuff something up its butt. <laughs> yeah. Said it made it delicious. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of delicious things, all the delicious people. Let's sexually harass all of our patrons. (laughs) Oh, we want to thank everybody who joined our Patreon in the month of November. Mercy Arcolis, Isaac Bowman, Eric Hansen, Glenn Altman, Betridge, and Naughty Messiah. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and thank you to everyone who joins us every month. Uh, If you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can over to patreon.com slash thecritshow where tears start at just $1, and that gets you access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord on the internet. Uh, I think with that, it's time to get into the episode. Good evening, Silent Spring! It's so nice to see all of your wonderful faces. I am the oracle of the audience, and you know what? Let's just start this off, shall we? All right, where is going to be the best place for Tass to get into the church? I mean, I guess I don't know how you want to go about it. The front doors are... Not boarded up, but they're chained up and locked tight. Can't get in without the key. Everything else is boarded up, so I guess if we were just going to try and bust one of those open, we'd want to go for somewhere that nobody can see it. Maybe on the back side of the building. These two guards exchange a look. Well, that does look like a mighty fine bottle. I'll tell you what, why don't we take it over to the mayor? I know he's got a fine taste for good liquor, and maybe he'd be a fan of that bottle. Why don't you come on with me? And... Jumbo just rears back and punches him as hard as he can. Oh, no. I am going to start walking his direction intentionally from the other side. 
So like in case he watches me approach, he doesn't turn towards the church. Draw a pistol with one hand and my big old knife with the other and just start quietly moving through looking for anything that might be a circle, a cage, or a monstrous person. You realize that Jumbo was wrong. You are not, in fact, alone in this church. And you notice a shadow being cast from some of the firelight behind you within this very room. Tass, in the muted church, you have snuck through an exposed window, taken in the scene, and realized that contrary to Jumbo's intel, you are not alone in this building. You can hear at least one figure moving about above you in the bell tower, and you have spotted the shadow of another who seems to be approaching from behind. Do I have anything in here with which to dive behind for cover as someone is approaching? Keep in mind, I, I am in some dope ninja gear that will help me meld with the shadows. Great point. Why don't you read a situation and take a plus five for your ninja gear? Okay! I'm this is not true. Just read a situation. Oh. <laughs> that plus five doesn't come till you try to hide. <laughs> okay. That's a ten. All right, you get three questions from the list. What's my best escape route from this person approaching? It's not exactly an escape route, um, but I think you can tell from like the shadow, from the pace of this person's movement, that they think they've got the drop on you. They're like sneaking up on you. So at the moment, it's kind of the opposite. You have the drop on them. They don't know that you know. So I think your best option is to catch them by surprise, to like turn and rush or to grab something and just turn and chuck it at them. Something that will catch them off guard and like stop their attack before it begins. Okay. What's my enemy's true position? Yeah, I don't think there's like a flowery answer to this. I think by asking that, like you hear a floorboard creak in concert with the shadow and you know precisely in three-dimensional space where this person is in the room behind you. Cool. Okay. So I know there's somebody upstairs, at least one person. This guy's close. Which enemy is the most vulnerable to me? Currently, the one upstairs would be more vulnerable to you because they're the one that doesn't know you're here yet at all. Hmm. Both of these people were waiting on you, but you know this one's got eyes on you. The other one doesn't. So that may inform how you deal with the one down here. If you can do it quick and quiet, you may yet preserve the element of surprise on the one upstairs. Okay. Um. Is there, like, anything immediately around me, like an old curtain that I could rip off to wrap around his head? Is there a, I don't know, a podium that I can crack over his skull? I mean, like, what stuff is here that I could grab that isn't me shooting him with my loud, loud gun? Don't forget you got gear, too. That's true. That's true. And one of the gear is bolas. You've already generated those, if you were interested in using them again. That's an intriguing point. Uh, wow, you you guys are good at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a. <laughs> We've been doing it for a while. <laughs> You're like, man, is there anything I could use? Uh, four things <laughs> of unlimited scope. Your choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, hell. I mean, it worked on the other guy. Let's uh, let's try pulling out a second bola that I just have. Like, I'm just getting it spun up as I know he's approaching and ready to take him down. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think you need to spend another charge of your equipment. Like, this can be the same bola you threw at the last person and recovered. Okay. I think it will again be a brawl roll. Okay. For functionally the same outcome. All right. Eight. Okay. On a seven and nine, you wound your opponent, and everybody takes plus one ongoing to body rolls against him. You are open for attack and may take harm. So, you turn, 
and you see this figure sneaking up on you. It's a slender gentleman. He doesn't have any weapons in his hands. It seems like his objective is to not make a racket in grabbing you. But you whip around, you throw the bolas. Are you trying to catch him by the ankles, like trip him like the last person? Yeah, I want to like bring him to the ground. All right, you weave this bola around his ankles, and he lets out a little yelp of surprise and topples forward. Um, And it seems like just the condition of this church isn't the greatest anymore. He hits one of the floorboards and like the arm that he had put out to post just kind of goes through it. Um, And you can see that it looks like it has cut him up a little bit and it looks like he's a little stuck in there. Like he starts trying to withdraw his arm, but it seems to be causing him some pain. What I want to do is get into my little med kit and pull out some like, you know, alcohol and a cloth that I just dump over it and run over to him to cover his mouth with it. I want to, like, knock him out with it. Does alcohol do that? Like chloroform. Like chloroform, yeah. Like rubbing alcohol, uh, you know, to sterilize folks. (laughs) I just want to sterilize his words. (laughs) Okay. I don't think uh, performing this action is what necessitates the role exactly. I think you can get some chemicals on a cloth and get over there and get it over his mouth. Um, I think I'm going to have you use a skill though i think i'm gonna have you make a medical roll just to determine like how proper the dosage is (laughs) sure (laughs) sure yeah okay i like that so you don't accidentally give him adrenaline (laughs) (laughs) don't hit him with that super soldier serum (laughs) his pupils dilate and he hulks out he just throws himself off the ground in a push-up position seven okay you grab him and you put him under, but you can tell from like the residue left on this rag that it wasn't enough to keep him under very long. Like he's asleep, but he will not stay asleep long enough for you to just do whatever you want in here. There's a timer on your actions now before he wakes back up. Then I'm going to very quickly and quietly run back over to the window that I sneaked in and poke my head out to check on Megan. Megan, you see Tass poke his head out. Hey, how's it going? Did you find it? No, there are in fact people in here. I just subdued one, but I, he's not going to be out for very long unless I just murder him, which I'd rather not do. Are the two of these guards out here? Like, do they look like they're about to get up? <laughs> or does it look like they're uh, taking a nap for a little while? I mean, one of them seems out cold. Uh, like, he, he hit his head good. There's no indication that he's going to wake back up anytime soon. And the other one, you have pretty well incapacitated at this point. I think that's going to go, like, until you say otherwise. You're the one who got in his head and messed with him, so. Uh, I think I want to grab <laughs> one of the broken boards that was taken off the window and just hit him over the head and try and knock <laughs> him out. Okay, yeah, no roll necessary. <laughs> you crack vertigo in the head and he, he goes down. I look at Tess. Yeah, I think they're fine out here. I can come in. Grab her hand and help her in. All right, yeah, Megan, you see the same scene. You see this dusty, beat-up church All the furniture has been removed to create kind of an open space in the middle. And there is one figure unconscious with an arm through the floor in the middle of the room. Nice. Where's Batman? I think up in the bell tower, there's movement up there. There's somebody else walking around. So I think there's at least one more guard. Uh, And I'm going to go over and relieve this guy of like his weapons, if he's got guns or knives or anything on him. And also just give him a a lighter boot heel to the temple. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> add insult to injury. He'll be very ashamed when he wakes up. Like, oh, you think you're going to wake up soon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you guess again. You will wake up never. Um, yeah, he had uh, a gun and a knife on him. It just seems like he didn't intend to use them 
at the outset. So you were able to take those off his person. Okay. All right. We got we to gotta be quiet here. I don't think this one knows we're here. Okay. Let's get eyes on it. And we'll uh, make our way around to wherever the, the stairs are that go up. All right. The stairwell up is in kind of like the back left corner from the window you came in past where like the altar should be mm. or the podium. Uh, why don't each of you give me a stealth roll? Uh, and this is going to be opposed by the upstairs guard's awareness stat. So you're each going to take a minus one on this roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's going to add well to my minus one that I already have on stealth. So before you roll, I know we've gone back and forth about this a couple times. Might this be an opportunity for a group roll? Oh. Is this teamwork? Is this teamwork? Yeah. Butterfly meme. <laughs> is this teamwork? Is this teamwork? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Because the example of what shouldn't have been a teamwork was running from the horsemen. Yeah, when we all escaped on our horses. Yeah, like we're both trying to do the same thing, but it's sort of up to us as opposed to both of us trying to make one result. Mm. Yeah, like Cass and I aren't helping each other be quiet. We're trying to be quiet ourselves. Like if this was framed differently, Mm -hmm. if this was framed as like, one of us is going to sneak up the stairs and one of us is going to climb in through a window to subdue this person. Right. That I'd call a teamwork because it is both of you using methodologies to accomplish oh. the same singular objective. Yeah, yeah. You guys should do that then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, scale a, I'll scale a church. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, in this case, I think because it is each of you doing your own thing that can have its own individual result, yeah. I don't think this is a teamwork. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. The good news is they both look upset. Well, I would have had an 11, but with my minus two, that's a nine. Oh. Okay. Well, I would have had a four. Oh, gosh. But with the minus one, that's a three. Woo! All right, so Tass, mark a grit. Yay! Uh, and also, keep in mind, whenever you are going up against a roll that like you're not certain of, don't forget you can invoke aspects. If you have grit, you can call upon something true of your character on the sheet and invoke that for a plus one to your roll. Right. It just costs you a grit, and you got to do it in advance. Not that it helps you now. Yeah, if I'd have used <laughs> all of my stuff, it wouldn't have <laughs> If you had finally you. invoked that ninja costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's all... Not forget. <laughs> Where'd oh, you get no, the, the plus, plus five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus five. We heard that earlier. <laughs> okay. You two start to sneak up the stairs. Not exactly a spiral staircase, like a square you know, staircase. It's got definite corners making its way up the tower. And Tass, you are in the lead. And you get to the top where you can see it's there's a hatch in the floor above you, or the ceiling above you from your perspective, I suppose. You can see that it's open. There is light being cast down from within. You know that this is where that person is. And I think you are hearing the footsteps like on the other side of the tower. You know that he's not over here looking at you. And you head up and in and basically just forehead into a gun barrel. You just misread the situation. You thought you had your entry. You were incorrect. Megan, I think you see this. And from the angle that like you can see the gun barrel pointed at Tass you know that you have a choice. You could make the entry unnoticed by letting Tass be the one that's got to deal with this. Like, you can tell that you could take this opportunity to get up the stairs and kind of corner it past whoever's got Tass. 
you'll just have to throw Tass under the bus to do it. Yes. Wait, wait this was a choice? Yeah, it was supposed, <laughs> to, be a, it was supposed to be a hard yeah, choice. Yeah, sorry, what was the other option? All right, so the two of you make your way up into the tower. Tass, you're looking down the barrel of a big old handgun, and its wielder is just staring at you like he was ready. He looks a little bit, uh, he's a little greasy, a little ratty of a dude, uh, kind of stringy, oily hair. Not anyone that you recognize, though. And uh, he's smiling at you like he's got you. Uh, you can tell that he's missing some teeth and what's left are pretty rotted. Um, but his focus is so solidly on you that I think out of the corner of your eye, you see Megan sneak up out of the hatch behind. <laughs> and both of you are in a pretty small area uh, with a large church bell. Um, it is not hanging. It is sitting on the ground. You can see that it's it's like carved. It's scored kind of like the bars in a jail cell. Like the bell is not whole anymore. Um, and you can see that it is etched with runes. It seems like this is made to be the circle. This is made to be a cell of some kind. And within is a figure. It is a humanoid that has the features of a bat. Uh, about seven feet tall, black leathery wings, pointed teeth, kind of a snout-like nose, but it is biped. Uh, and it has its hands on the bars of the bell like watching Tass and this other guy, and it seems anxious. Tass, what do you want to do? I think initially, like my hands had had come up to my sides, you know, showing like empty palms, and then I just kind of slowly, casually drop them. Oh, thank God! At least somebody here is competent. <laughs> the way Jake just sat back in his chair and just looked so taken aback that he was just like, I'm so confused by this conversation. It's exactly what I trusted you to do, Tass. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> Love it. His rotten smile kind of drops and turns into a little bit of a confused frown. What are you talking about? The the test. I mean, the, the guards out front we got past, the guard downstairs we got past, but you were the last line. That is fantastic. Do you want your payment now or like do you want to go through the whole whole thing do you want to come down because if you come down and we talk to them we're gonna have to split it with them at least a little bit you'll get more because you stopped me wait a second what are you talking about a test well dales he always have you not been here for one of the tests he always has somebody test the defenses you know a couple every few days maybe once a week i don't know this is my first time doing it i i never been on in no part no test oh well i knew there was tests i wouldn't have taken this job (laughs) Well, maybe that's why this is your, you know, if you hadn't been tested yet. But I mean, you you pass, so what does it matter? Give me a bluff deceive roll. <laughs> plus <No>. five. <laughs> I think you can take a plus one on this. I think your read a situation applies because you had asked about this individual. <gasps> oh, thank God. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> oh, no. Five. Oh, boy. Mark another grit. He cracks you in the temple with the butt of that gun. Uh, and I think you take a tumble back down that hatch back down that set of stairs uh, and he starts to follow down after you. You are going to take some degree of harm here, so we are going to make the harm move. Oh boy. Uh, So roll plus body plus one. He did hit you with a gun, but he hit you with a gun. He didn't shoot you with a gun. Seven. Alright, so on a seven to nine, you take a wound. Describe it and write it on your character sheet. You cannot act for a moment and take minus one ongoing to body rolls until you are healed. Oh, This will be non-lethal harm, so it will heal after a short rest, which is about an hour. Uh, so what kind of wound do you think you take? 
I mean, I think, I don't know if this counts as wound, but like a concussion. I, I mean, I think, you know, cracked temple, blood streaming down the side of my head and my face, and I am concussed as hell. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, I would make you an offer then. Instead of taking minus one on going to body rolls, you could take a minus one on going to mind rolls until you have time to rest. Sure. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Mark that wound on your sheet. Megan, you see Tass get clocked, uh, fall back down the first set of stairs, and then this figure starts to follow him down. What do you want to do? Where am I right now? <laughs> you are in a corner of this bell tower, lateral to that hatch. Great. Then I want to whisper to this bat creature, can you understand me? It looks at you and it's got like beady black eyes and it kind of quirks its head for a second and then it goes, you got to get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I think I can do that. Um, what What is your name? My name's Cam. Cam. Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm Megan. Um, I just, I need to ask you a couple of questions while I work on getting you out of here. Okay. Okay. Is, I think that guy's going to kill your friend. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna stop that, okay? Um, I just I need to know if they have done anything to this bell other than putting these runes on the outside. Like, if I if I mess with it, is something gonna go off? Are you gonna get hurt? Am I gonna get hurt? Do you happen to know? He like lets go of the bars and backs away from them and starts kind of like looking around from the inside of the bell. Oh, uh, I don't I don't know. Not that I know of. Okay, well I- I'm gonna try to mess up some of these runes is that's what is holding you in here or do we have to like lift it i i guess both i mean it's yeah it's heavy maybe that's why they didn't bother to put any other like defense on it i don't know uh okay let me let me start with the the runes here um and i want to spend one of my gear to pull out a pocket knife okay mark that on your sheet okay and i will use that to mar some of these runes and you feel that sensation of like just a weight of energy kind of shrinking away from this room as you do. Uh, okay, come over here where I am and let's both try to lift one side at the same time. All right, he meets you on that edge of the bell uh, and you both get low to try and grab and lift. Tass, you see this gentleman following you down the stairs, gun in hand, uh, unamused by your lie. Man, these are just like cowboys. I don't want to like kill them. I think, again, I'm trying, I'm putting my hand up. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No more lies. No more lies. How about, do, hey, do you just want a whole bunch of money to just go down the stairs and ignore me? Whole bunch of money. Oh, Mayor Dales pays me pretty good as it is. I don't think I need your money. Not as much as I would value his appreciation. Yeah, I mean, I get it, dude. And I want to try to tackle him and throw him down the stairs. <laughs> okay, give me a brawl roll. Okay. Thank God. Uh, 11. Okay, uh, on a 10 plus, you disable your opponent. So you tackle him and just roll him down some stairs and he like hits the next corner and is still. Oh God, I hope he's alive. Oh well, and I'm going to run up the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> oh, he's just a cowboy. I really don't want to kill him. He's just an innocent <laughs> little cowboy. Well, I'm not going to feel too bad about it if I do though. <laughs> hey, he, he wanted to kill me instead of getting paid. So that's, 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 what he, there we go. He, he wanted the scuffle. He messed with the bull. He got the horns. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you head back up the stairs and you see Megan and the creature within the bell uh, taking position as if to lift it. Oh, thank God. Okay, so there's four of you working on this. I think you'll be able to get it just fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You're not dead. That's great. Can you come help me lift this? Yep, sure can try. 
Okay, now this, I think, can be a teamwork. Oh, nice. Okay. So, everybody give me a strength roll to get this bell up off the ground. Okay. And uh, take a plus one because you have the assistance of another NPC. Two. Nine. That's with the bonus? Yep. I keep forgetting to invoke my shit. Like, every time. (laughs) Every time. Okay. The three of you lift at this one edge of the bell, and it raises and raises and raises, and then it seems like because of the way that it's grooved out, it's more top-heavy than you expected, and you realize too late, Megan, that you have given this a little bit too much oomph, and it tips over, and the top of the bell cracks through the side of the tower with a loud wooden crunch. Outside... Kim and Rev, you two hear the loud crunch and you two see immediately what has caused it as like the top half of a church bell breaks through the wall of the tower and is kind of poised dangerously over the edge. People in the crowd, some of them like gasp, some of them start looking about trying to see the source of the sound. What does Mayor Dales do? Oh, right, because you're right next to Mayor Dales. I am. His eyes were on Kim. They dart just right towards the church. And then to you, Rev? I think as soon as his eyes dart to me, I say, we were both waiting for that, weren't we? And I'm going to (laughs) blast some magic directly into the dirt and try to make a dust cloud. Nice. Okay. I don't think this exactly falls under the purview of like going weird or any of the skills. I think this part just happens. You blast the ground. You kick up a dust cloud around you and Dale's. What's next? I think in this moment, I I have the thought of we should have decided, like when things go sideways, what's the plan after that? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. My goal, I think, listen, they've been doing this a while, uh, so I'm going to head towards Kim because I think my job would be to make sure Kim and I get out of town because I assume that things are going loudly, but that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. That could be an incorrect assumption. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you like trying to like tiptoe your way out of the smoke like get away from him or you just like you throw down the smoke you book it yeah okay you run down the stairs from his mansion and you can hear some sputtering and some coughing in the dust behind you uh and then i think you just hear a sharp whistle come from it and you know like that must be the signal and you see the assorted guards who are out and about all kind of look up and over responding to that whistle, but are not like, they're not automata, right? Like they're not just instantly like guns in hand in action. They know something is up as you rush over to the stage. Uh, Kim, you see Rev rushing in your direction. Uh, I want to pull the violin uh, off of my shoulder and address the crowd. Wow, look at that. It seems like the... uh power of my performance was a uh, a bit too much for uh, for this little town. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Uh, I think it's about time you all should uh, go back to your homes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Once again. All right. This is like half a bluff deceive, half a command. I think I'm going to go with command on this one sure. to get the people to leave. Can I help out with like shouting to the people like, show's over, get back into your towns, the mayor doesn't want any problems. I think this one could be a teamwork. Yeah, like you are both supporting each other towards the singular goal of getting this crowd to disperse. Okay. Um, So both of you roll a command. Eight. Three. Woo! All right, so again, you'll succeed, but with cost danger, a worse outcome, or an ugly choice. Uh, And because Rev rolled a fail, the complication will be your fault. Makes sense. So the crowd does begin to disperse. Um, You know, some of them are kind of like chuckling. Some of them are clapping. Um... 
all the townsfolk do seem to accept like this is part of the act or you're just like making the best of a bad situation or whatever they understand though like okay this must this is over now like we all should leave i think that the unintended effect of this is that as all the townsfolk clear out the guards do not they know uh-huh. that something's up and so it is just kind of it's painted a clearer path for them to see and access you but the reverse is also true it is shown you exactly who is a guard in this crowd and in this town and where they are. Back in the bell tower, the two of you and Cam are now unobstructed. What are you going to do next? I turn to Cam. Please help us get out of here. Yeah, gladly. Where are we going? Out of this town, but we've got to go downstairs and get our friends first. Okay. Um, I can't like fly if I hold you. I could get one of you in like my feet and fly out of here. I don't know that I can get both of you though and, and take off from the tower. That's a great call though. If you can take her like out the window and and you can make tracks i i can sneak out of here and call off jumbo are we gonna bring him with us he's gonna be in so much trouble if we leave him behind i mean that's i'll sure ask him uh okay i'll get the horses and i'll try to get to you as fast as i can yeah all right just go 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 yeah he like climbs out onto the bell uh that's hanging out of the wall and like holds a hand out for you to follow and then he's like okay um hold on i guess and he starts flapping his arms and he takes off a little bit. And you can see that his feet are still like decidedly kind of clawed and bat-like. And he just like grabs the scruff of your jacket with them and flies up into the air and in the direction of the horses. And I'm like, hold on to what? (laughs) Tass, you rush back down the stairs of the bell tower, jumping over the one guy that you had incapacitated and make it down to the front doors. As stated, they are locked Jumbo said that somebody would need a key to get through them. Um, are you going to try and like get through the doors from inside? Are you going to go back out the same window you came in? Or are you going to, I should have asked, are you just going to jump from the bell tower? You've got a ninja costume, so that probably <laughs> helps. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to run down. I'm coming down the steps, just sprinting to the front, pounding on the door and yelling, Jumbo, meet around back. And I sprint back out towards the window. Okay. Yeah. As you come out the window on the back of the building, uh, Jumbo comes huffing and puffing around a corner. Uh, and he like has to pause and put his hands on his knees. He's like, oh man, this doesn't seem like it's going real good out here. Uh, it's not great. We just made a whole lot of noise. I think you can see that though. They're going to be coming, man. What do you want to do? Do you want to come with us? Because you're welcome to. I think he looks at his two unconscious comrades that are still laying behind this building. I mean, I think if I stick around, then they're going to rat me out and I'm maybe not going to survive the encounter. So yeah, I suppose I'll go with you. Let's haul ass, man. We've got a little more to tell you. Dales is working for an evil, evil man. More to come. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Uh, He starts running after you. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm not even trying to pay attention to like what was the direction of the horses. I am picking whatever the opposite direction into the night from where all of the people are that I can possibly go. Okay. I mean, I think it's more or less the same route you took in. You know, that was kind of behind the buildings on the far side of town. That's going to be your best way out too. Yep. I'm I'm going and like trying to pace along to make sure Jumbo's still with me. I'm not leaving him behind. Okay. In the town circle, Kim and Rev, you can see that the crowd is departing. Uh, You can see that guards are sticking around. What's your exit? I hate to break it to you gentlemen, but the show is over. Oh, some of their hands start to hover where their hip be at. Like, (laughs) some of them seem like they're ready to draw. And what's the status of the bell in the church? Is it still just sort of precariously poised? Yep. Rev, the bell. I'll look up at the bell and 
you know, see it again peeking out. What, like all the way out? Yes, all the way. All the way. And I'll pull the trigger. Okay. This seems like going weird. Yeah. I think that this is going to kind of balance out to a weird level three. Because it's like affecting a creature double your size, except it's not a creature, it's an inanimate object. Yeah. So I think it's it's not a four, because you're not dealing with a creature. We'll drop it back to a three. What all can you invoke? Can you invoke your, your archetype, your twist, your belief? Like, all those things are just your beliefs and your goals. You can invoke any of those. Your character's archetype, twist, belief, goal, issue, strong bonds, which are plus three bonds, um, or your fame or infamy. Uh, those all count as character aspects and can be invoked at the cost of one grit for a plus one to a roll. It also says that you can at any time play one of your character's aspects, pay one grit, and then add plus one to a roll after it is rolled. I'm a little unclear on which part of that clause Ooh. is an after it's rolled. Where does the parenthetical in that sentence go? Yeah, I think um, maybe because we've had this issue of like, there's no way to help out, maybe this is supposed to be the kind of counterbalance for that. Uh. Like that... Somebody else can't spend their whatever and give you a bonus, but if you've got a resource, you can spend your own resource after a roll and give yourself a bonus. Okay. Well, then I'll hold off, I guess. Sure. Make the roll first. Okay. <laughs> Eight. All right. You fire a shot at that bell, and this arcane concussive force knocks it loose, and it tumbles out of the tower and hits the ground with a loud ringing resonance. Both of you are going to take a minus one forward on whatever the next thing you do is that like requires clear mind because it has, well, the bell has rung your bell. It has dizzied mm -hmm. you and, and made you uncomfortable a little bit. However, you also see that it has the same effect on everyone. All of those guards who are reaching for their guns, their hands come up and cover their ears instead. You hear cries of pain. You see them close their eyes and wince. It seems like everyone here is shaken. Fantastic. That looks like our exit. Uh, I want to whistle for my horse. You let out a whistle uh, and you hear hoof beats a moment later as Virgil comes tearing down the main street. Yeah, I'll hop on and try to ride away. I will jump on the back of her horse. Okay. Yeah, Bojack's not that fast on no. on two legs. <laughs> Virgil's, as we have established, is really buff. So uh, no, yeah. no problem carrying a second person. Okay. The two of you jump onto Virgil uh, and tear off out of town. And as you do, you start to hear shots ring out in the distance behind you. You hear bullets whiz past as they are trying to hit you, but they're off their game. They're off kilter. You have made distance, uh, and you feel like you are clear of Dales and his forces. Megan, you and Cam reach the horses, uh, and you find that Virgil is gone. I think just like looking back before you touch down, you can see that Virgil is racing into town uh, in their direction as if summoned. Cam sets you down and then lands on his feet next to you. Okay, what's the plan? Can you fly up overhead and try and spot him? He nods, but... As he does, I think you notice Tass and Jumbo come running around the buildings on the far side of the road towards you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, just stay right here, lay low, and I'll go grab Tass and we'll be right back. We'll get to the train. Uh, and I'll jump on Blueberry Milk and take King Caesar and start running right towards Tass. I run up and give Jumbo a boost up and start riding us towards the train. I swing back around to let uh, Cam know. You're not going to be able to see the train that well, but trust me, it's there. Sure. Yeah, no problem. And he takes off again. Bojack falls in line, and we see the group of you on horseback or by wing riding back for the safety of your train.
Jake, you have stepped into the spell, and you feel it washing over you as you continue on the casting job that Rev had stepped out of. The world slows down, and for you, everything stops moving. But it's brief. Just as quickly as you feel that wind down of time, you feel it winding back up, and then you're jostled and yanked. And as your eyes clear, you're sitting on the ground of the subterranean layer. You can see that there is this dark gem at the back of the time dome that is spinning in place. And there is a figure that you do not recognize inside of the dome. Grandpa Tincher is there, and he helps you up. Uh, Sorry, that must have been kind of jarring, uh, but we needed you out of there, and uh, this gentleman brought along someone who apparently could continue on the spell. I want to look at who this gentleman is. You turn and leaning against the desk where the computer is, is a man who looks like he's in his mid-30s. He has got brown hair, clean-shaven, and he is wearing a nice gray suit and a trench coat. Jake, is that you? Yes. Good, good. My name's Patty Early. I'm a homicide detective with Order of the Ley Line. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and it's going to seem like I'm asking you questions that I already know the answers to, and that's accurate. What I'm doing is I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to cast a bit of a spell between us to create a trust so that I know if you're lying, you know if I'm lying. You're right with that. Do I need a lawyer? Oh, I don't imagine that if they send someone like me in, the courts get involved. Oh, good. Extrajudicial it is. I, I get, what is this about? One step at a time. Is your name Jacob Purley? Yes. Are you a practitioner of magic? Yes. Before you were a practitioner of magic, did you serve a deity known as the Defender? Yes. Once you got your magical abilities, did you learn at the feet of others, such as a Mr. Revington DeShane, who also happens to be a member of the Order of the Ley Line? I, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat self-taught. I've developed on my own. And with that answer, you feel this little spark between the two of you, and it feels warm and open. I'm sorry to come in and interrupt your work like this. I know you're all doing something important here, and he holds his phone up. But uh, the things I've heard of you, the things I've seen of you, things I know of you, I had a feeling you might want to get involved with this personally. And he plays a video. What you see is you, Jake, the defender, rampaging through a town, crushing people with your hammer, throwing cars, and bringing down buildings. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. 
Nothing helps. You could try sleep sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. <laughs> Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Oh my god. Never stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh. Your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me. What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher. You know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. 